Welcome to Ken's Conversation. I am your host, Kenny. I'm the other host, Ken. My father. Like your father before you? My father. Yes. <laughs> oh, that. Your father. No, it can't be true. It's true. Just get over it and give me the lightsaber like you should. But you cut off my hand. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well we're if you don't get the reference today we're going to be talking about um pretty much a universal topic star wars it's like we had a mental connection <laughs> uh you jinxed by me a joke <laughs> yeah good uh well it, it's good evening actually it is a good evening depending on what time you listen that's right for us it's a good evening and for you, it might be a good morning or a good midday, or maybe you're on a commute somewhere and thought, I should listen to Ken's conversation. But if you're in a galaxy far, far away, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> you might you might need to adjust your antenna a little bit more. Um, I think we're just going to discuss Star Wars just in general, nothing too specific. I think we actually did record... Um, one trial podcast where we were talking about the new episodes that were coming out the um, the one with kylo ren and ray um and that was kind of our trial and error so i think it'd be safe to just talk about star wars in general we can just talk about lots of different things about star wars we and and you can't stop not talking not stop talking about star wars if you've never seen star wars at this point, you probably get the gist of what it is. Yeah, if you don't watch Star Wars or the movies, you're probably watching Star Trek. <laughs> Which you or, are. You are a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Or you're watching Friends. Yeah, I can what, see I, that. Yeah, and who cares what your friends are doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's and it's likely that one of those friends has watched Star Wars. That's, that's quite possible. It's one. It is statistically proven that one out of three friends has seen Star Wars. Actually, I just made that up. But honestly, in here in the United States, it's probably more true than than not. So we maybe we can pique the interest of, of some of our listeners by talking about some different aspects of, of Star Wars. Okay. As opposed to, I think that other recording we had done was uh, the other podcast had to do more, like you said, about the, the last two releases mm -hmm. uh, to kind of finish out the star wars saga if you yes. will or in this case it, it was a skywalker saga yes because star wars could go on forever yeah which is brings me to a great point mm -hmm. if star wars was a long time ago in a galaxy far far away mm -hmm. okay so it's not the milky way galaxy right it's probably further than that far, further than that well, we're in it, so it can't be. It... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it's probably a lot further away. <laughs> of many galaxies that are way out there. So, uh -huh. if if it was a long time ago in a far far away, then what would it be like now? And in like two thousand on earth year 2020 yes yeah so imagine the 
technological advances they had back then. Right. They uh, had ships that could make jump to light speed. They can travel all over the place. That doesn't necessarily... Which they haven't come here yet. Well, even at light speed, you can run into problems of not being able to get to where you're going very fast. Actually, the best way to cross galaxies is through wormholes, but we'll talk about that in another session. We'll we'll definitely have a scientific debate (laughs) when I have... I actually know a couple friends that, like, they love science documents, documentaries, um, but we'll get into that another time. Um, but what was the thing that you wanted to get into? Well, what I was saying is, is if Star Wars um, happened again in a, if it took place a long time ago, what does it look like now? Like, how much different would their, would this futuristic society mm-hmm. of the long time ago, what would that look like? So today, we, and so that, to yeah. answer that question is okay. How far, how, how long ago was it? Okay. And the only thing that, that I found, and this was, I, I don't know how much credence uh, to give this document that I'm reading. I found it on something called knowitalljoe.com. And it in the paragraph in here, it says, uh, in it, this is like the rough draft of the story. Mm-hmm from and it says that it's written by george lucas but it says it is in the 33rd century a period of civil wars in the galaxy a rebel princess with her family her retainers and the clan treasure is being pursued if if they can cross the territory controlled by the empire and reach a friendly planet they will be saved so 33rd century well 33rd century from what what zero point Right, and, and it definitely wouldn't be our zero point because we're in the twenty. What is our zero point? Well, we're in the twenty. I'm. I keep thinking of Daffy Duck. Um, every time he's thirty third and first. No, it's twenty. We're in the. We're still in the twenty century. That's not what Daffy Duck said. Yes, twenty first. You talking about half. Duck Dodgers? Yeah, Duck f- Dodgers. Thirty first century. What century? <laughs> so so while you're while you're looking that up the so for for us we're in the 21st century okay okay yeah 20 yeah that's what i just that's what i was that's what i was trying okay. to say yeah so uh the 33rd century well we're in the 21st century uh-huh from zero right which is predominantly known start from a count standpoint is the the 21st century since the birth of christ ad is it after the death i'm sorry a death of christ hold, hold on ad 2020 is say that again is 2020 is the year is the year marked after the death of christ but Two, not the century right 2000 so or is it so is it what's a century it's 100 years every 100 years so what's 21 times 100 okay yeah you're right okay yeah, yeah. So, but zero, so coming back 2,020 mm-hmm. years to mm-hmm. the death of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. A.D., and I know there's this thing going around about it's called something else, and I'm not even going to get into that because mm-hmm. I'm old school. There's there's nine planets in that kind of stuff. Anyway. <laughs> Poor Pluto. <laughs> no, Pluto is the ninth one. I don't care about the tenth and planet X and all the other things that they think are um, so, 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 But, but, but we don't know what the zero point is as far as the Star Wars right galaxy so 33rd century 
from from its zero its point, point, which could have been it says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Well, if it was a long, long time ago, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just a generic reference for a fairy tale. Doesn't, maybe specific. Maybe when Sky the the two twin Skywalkers were born, Christ was born. So, <laughs> so and and I know we're gonna we're gonna kind of go through some of that i have some other information about you know the excuse me bless you (coughs) okay he covered his mouth um i've got an article on something called jesusdaily.com nine ways star wars parallel parallels the bible Mm -hmm. so i have always thought that there were if nothing else they would become unique anecdotes or references that you could use and how it's Mm -hmm. how to help describe something yeah that took place in the bible right for example like when obi-wan gets struck down by darth vader oh spoiler alert (laughs) from 1978 (laughs) um that he says he'll become stronger right He'll be more powerful than Darth right. can ever imagine. Right. Of course, at this point, that that point, we don't know right. who Darth is was. We we and well, he he just kind of lets down his arms and holds his lightsaber up and lets Darth kill him. Swing through. Well, yeah. he didn't really kill him, did he? Yeah, he kind of just vanished. He went on to be more, one with the fourth, right? So, from a Christianity standpoint from Mm -hmm. your salvation is that when we die, we really go on to be with God in heaven. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as this does, the Bible is one of the greatest proclamations of God's love for us. It's full of promises and advice given with love marks new beginnings and helps us believe that every, after every storm, your life will clear up. So the, the parallel, um, it says this got this. I'm not going to go into reading all this. It's just it's interesting that you can do some of this research on your own. Where it says the parallel between humanity and Tatooine, the deserted planet. Genesis three nineteen talks about how humanity is made from dust and will return back to dust. Uh, humanity is a lot similar to the planet Tatooine. It is dusty and often it is and is not considered to be respectable. Yet it's a place for heroes, changed lives, and forged relationships. Similarly, God sees a lot of potential in us, his children, if we obey him and bow down before him in respect and fear that is born out of that respect, we can become pure in the midst of crooked and corrupt generation. Anyways, so so it's interesting, uh, par- this is another parallel, I'll read headlines, a parallel between Moses from the Bible and Luke Skywalker, similarity between Judas Iscariot, the traitor, and Count Dooku. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm your friend, I'm your friend, I'm your friend. Oh, not really. And then the striking parallel between Darth Sidious and Satan. Um, I'm actually looking at that picture. That well, I would, finger. I would say there's definitely similarities. Like, there, there's going to always be a good and a bad bad side. Right. And that's in, in some essence, yes, there has to be. They always said that there has to be balance. Um, and to, to some aspect, it makes sense. But I think it's still talking about balancing oneself. 
not necessarily um, in the Star Wars aspect. It has to be one or the other, but just doing a simple life because uh, Jedi's were there to to bring peace when there was warfare. Um, you can go into fan history if you ever played any of the old Republic video games and then any of the historic where how the Jedi was started. Most of the time it will say the Jedi's were created to bring peace uh, because there was a bunch of warfare. And then from there, um, the Sith came about, which had a different perspective. They were absolutes. And when you deal with an absolute, then um, they think everything has to be in one thing. So you start to see the same. And it's kind of the same thing with the Bible. There's different. Um, there's the same characteristics on the spiritual aspect of the battle that's been going on and there's and like for example there was other darth tyrannical um sith lords besides darth sidious and the point of it is like there's always going to be a bad um someone to get into power and disrupt in this point the galaxy or in this case life right because some of the newer movies they talked about the the jedi council would talk about well the the sith have returned or it's possibility that the sith have returned Mm -hmm. giving a reference that the council members at least like the young folk like yoda yeah were aware and around when the sith were uh, amongst them before Mm -hmm. of course there was no reference of how many years ago that was or what kind of problems it was. Obviously it was enough that it was a concern because they were indeed concerned about it. Well, I think there was definitely centuries involved. Um, And therefore, for example, I will say this, their zero point is probably the mark of when the Jedi was made to be most likely. Um, because there are some fan and some historical uh, fan fan historical canons that you can find those big Victionary books or whatever that talks about more details about the characters and stuff. There's some that actually goes back towards that time, and it's quite possible that uh, the the starting mark zero was probably that point. Um, but to answer your question, of what that would look like today. I would imagine that that would mean it would have to be after this latest movie after Ray and Kylo or Ben Solo. So I would imagine there would be peace for a good while, but I think there would be trouble and new technology, new destructive technology. The only thing I don't know is what could be worse than a planet size uh, planet destroyer. Um, and the only thing I can think about is, uh, I mean, that that last that last movie where all those star destroyers were were just in that one area was pretty scary. But I'm just trying to think of what destructive technology they could think of next if it came to right now and twenty of, of Earth's 2020 right now. Um, the only thing I think destructive would be like instantaneous stuff something that would be like like for example um luke 
for example, was able to project himself and so did so did um uh, so did somebody else in the movie but uh, uh luke was able to project himself to another planet while he was at another planet so if for example ray took note of that and trained how to get to planet to planet more faster than being on a ship then i could see jedi slash sith powers doubling after that knowledge because pretty much and this is kind of true once once um society has gained <coughs> excuse me has gained knowledge on how to do something then you then you pretty pretty much get have that knowledge and you pass it on and the next generation uh takes that in experiments or gets experience or more experience and they find something else they can do with it and that kind of amp- amplifies it and a good example would be um uh, for example the first video game console it started with a simple two pongs two bars with one ball and it was systematically easy just make sure you don't you you know you know where the ball is going to go you just got to be in the right position over time you start learning more ways to manipulate coding or the language at this point and start learn teaching the computer to learn more advanced stuff or adding more languages to get to that next level of feature um and so i think like right now as technology has it there's so much super complicated algorithms but it does a whole whole bunch of stuff so i'm i'm kind of relating that to the force of what that would be like if it was star wars not so long ago like right now in a galaxy that's right here right now right star wars so how would the crawler start in the movie star wars um yesterday (laughs) (laughs) yesterday on planet earth and if it if it ever came to that point if star wars ever came to that point it would have to be like it would have to be like a i don't know it would be kind of this maybe the same thing like like the ending of the sky war skywalker saga is like jedi and sith are kind of a legend and then earth has never heard of like any anything and some last remnant comes here and they're like oh i gotta get back to the republic like what's that it's like you don't know about the about the galactic republic or whatever the no no whatever the public libraries whatever (laughs) yeah whatever the galactic um government would be like earth has its own government and it doesn't know anything about alien life form government um it would be like what are you talking about like the republic like, do you take Republic credits? Like, we don't take Republic credits. <laughs> Republic credits are useless to me. I only take a money. Um, I I feel I feel like that that would be introduced if if that was ever made a movie here right. on Earth. But again, Star Wars is such a Luke George Lucas has made a, a world that anyone could pretty much go anywhere with any story. Um. A fine example is the Mandalorian. I have no idea how they're going to connect that, 
It has something to do with Baby Yoda, even though that's not his real name. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like like they're somehow going to make a connection with with the Mandalorian and some hero or some episode of Star Wars. Um, Which is interesting. Their whole background with the Mandalorian is, is unique in itself. The way that he's a pers- that his type is perceived in the Fets, right? Boba Fett and the, his son and all of that in the newer movies. Django Fett and his son Boba. Yeah. Yeah. Just making sure you got that. Um, well, do you ever, have you ever heard of the fan story behind them? Like the Mandalorian is that race of people. Um, in the fan history, they've had, um, a dealings with the Jedis. They've had a civil war, like the Mandalorians. If you have to think about it, they're like, they're Spartans of space. They're fictional people associated with the planet Mandalore. You're cheating. <laughs> I because I couldn't think of the words myself. Uh, so yeah, they're from the planet Mandalore, which was always in civil war because you had everyone wanted to be in charge. And then during the Clone Wars, um, there was a group of them that wanted to have a peaceful planet and no more wars with Mandalore. Well, you have an extreme extremist group that wanted to protect the traditional ways and that created more civil war. And then the Jedi were involved and that's when this huge hatred of the Jedi between the Jedi and the Mandalore started from there. Cause they're an ethnicity. Mandalorians are not an alien race or species, but a distinct ethnicity of human people from Mandalore and nearby worlds united by a common creed with a strong warrior tradition. It is the way. Their use of armors with helmets, similar to the ones used by Boba Fett and Jango Fett, are their most distinct features. And of course, if you've seen a Mandalorian, spoiler alert, um, no, I probably shouldn't say, but they, like, they, they change their outfits by the activities that they partake in. Yeah. Well, I thought they were just, well, we can probably say this. We know that Mandalorian armor is a special type of metal mm-hmm. that can't be found in almost anywhere else. And is it true that the metal can withstand a lightsaber? It's a highly versatile lightsaber resistant metal or unique to the Mandalore and Concordia. That's what I said. <laughs> it sounded just like that too. <laughs> Thank you. Wikipedia must be true. Cause it's on the internet. Yeah. I don't trust <clears throat> Wikipedia yeah. that much. Yeah. Anyways, it's, it's, it's a piece of information. So, I know, I know people kind of, and this is what I really want to get into discussion is, let me, let me ask you this out of the whole star Wars of what it is right now. Do you like where the story's at? Do you like where, um, they've come up with the, with, (laughs) let's see from, from when it, when the first trilogy of star Wars came out to the prequels, to now are you satisfied with the whole storyline with the whole procedure of how everything went like as 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 a general in general yes and and i am of the i guess because it's how the movies were released and introduced to us Mm -hmm. that you should never and there's going to be a whole bunch of people that were disagree with this yes 
unfortunately, Andrea agrees with me. To never show them out of the order of release. Don't show them in order of time. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it it takes away from, uh, I guess, understanding the saga as people grew grew with it. Right. Right? So if you go and... I think it was kind of cool for me. I had to wait. Right. right. I had to wait many more years than what the current release of movies. Yeah. They came out closer together, you, you know, date-wise. Right. You only had to wait a year. Mm. I mean, we went from, what, 1978 to 81, I can't remember. Or right. something like that. Yeah. The, some, from Star Wars to The Empire Strikes Back, and then uh-huh. we had to wait another five or six years or something for mm-hmm. the next one. And then there was this huge period of time when there wasn't anything because they they probably did like shows in between or something like that. so when that happens though and then there's pieces of references to either so when they went back to when luke was young not luke but anakin anakin when he was young you would get those aha moments like oh well that kind of explains that well if you watch that first and then you go watch the other movie it's like it's not gonna. It's not gonna have the same effect. I would agree, and I think that the writers probably knew that they didn't have a choice because those movies had already been released. Yeah. So it's almost like they had to write that into it, and I think for um, not every single one of the movies had great, just great casts and right. acting in all of them of course some of it was corny right. and kind of goofy yes. right there's a um a cult following to some extent yeah. like us who who enjoy the star wars movies it's like you know i like um that movie i like with um harrison ford um i can't think of it uh indiana jones no the um science, Sci-fi? science fiction one uh um Shoot. Um, shoot. What is it called? It starts with a... A letter. <laughs> it starts with a letter. Harrison Ford. So, but what I'm saying is, is there's certain people that like it that way. And Blade Runner. Blade Runner. And then I had to wait, what? Till... Till last year? 2017. Was it really? I thought it was le- released last year. No, 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 2017. Oh, okay. Well. For another story of it to come out. Yeah. And it was, I don't forget what the 1982. Year. Yeah, 82 to 2017. Uh, but anyway, yeah. the, 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 that activity of the movies being released um, in a particular order, kind of brilliant also on George Lucas's part. Of course, there's talk and and whatnot about whether or not he was going to even continue with the saga. I think part of it was maybe he was no longer controlling after the first three. When it came to make a fourth movie, it would be interesting to do some research to find out how vested he was in uh, as a primary, I don't know, investor or or. what am I trying to say? Guy, guiding partner mm. in the movie, or was he really more of a consultant on the story at that point? It's like, hey, this is your story. 
we would we don't want to proceed with something that wouldn't well that's coincide what, with how you you thought up of well, this that's, universe that's what right? it was for the last three because it was his property and they wanted to consult with him but from what i heard he never got any input on it um but i would agree with you um that i'm still i i'm i'm okay with the storyline of all the sky war sagas I'm okay with them deciding that the events have happened that that has happened during that is still going to take place. I was fine with um Darth Darth City is still being alive. Spoiler alert. I probably should have said spoiler alert before then. Um but and I know the really the movies that have been like has been that have been getting most lashed um, lashed uh, by crit- uh, critiques or people that just don't like them in general are episodes two and three. Well, pretty much everyone just says any of the prequels. And then the last movie of the recent star Wars. Um, and I'm, I'm with you like the cliche acting from two and three could have been done better, but you still can't, you still can't deny the storytelling that has and how um, it, it kind of portrays and connects with the reasons and the whys and, and how did that with the rest of the movies that came forth mm-hmm. afterwards? Like, um, and when episode one came out, I, I know people dog on it and with Jar Jar, but I bet you everybody, especially my age, cause I've, I've seen people my age, like, they say, I hate that movie. It's like, but I bet you can remember every single line from that movie. I do. I, I, There's I, people who, I was, it's funny you said Jar Jar because I think there's a lot of people that got turned off just because of him, the character, when they're kind of goofy, you know, but mm-hmm. that, you know, that's the Star Wars, like walking into the bar and seeing the kind of oddball alien characters and things like that. And we don't serve your kind here. And they, they're against the, or like they say, like, well, he served Android. no, he served no purpose. There was no reason to have him in the movies. Like it's not your world. Right. You know, it's, it's Lucas's fictional world. And if he wants to have a, a just a random goofy character in these high talented, high powerful, uh, characters in the story then let them have it and and i and and that's kind of i'm trying to i'm not trying to defend george but at the same time it's like you can't critic on someone like like it's kind of like saying like well i don't think jesus should have died on the cross like it happened though like (laughs) sorry that's how it went down um um, you can create your own universe and you can make things go down the way you want to yeah i would say this i would offer this to our listeners we're going to have people that are listening to this that if they've either already turned us off because we're talking about Star Wars or, or they're on board with us and they would love to have all kinds of debates with what we're talking about. My thing is when you go to the movies, if you like movies, I don't care what kind of genre it is, if you like movies as entertainment, mm-hmm. as something that you like to take your brain and relax and listen to or go see i don't care if it's a thriller movie i don't care if it's comedy drama whatever science fiction whatever movie that you like the idea for me to go to a movie is 
myself and our listeners is if, if you don't do this already, I'm telling you what I do. It's not like I consciously think about it. I just know how I take things is somehow I become part of what's going on. This is why I can, I can admit to it that I cry in some movies. Yeah. Right. And I think that that happens is because you do connect with the activities and the character of what's going on. It's not like, oh, well, you've got something going on in your life and that's why you're crying because you're connected with it. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So I, I think that it is how attached you can become with the characters, how much you're paying attention to the story of what's going on. How are they connected? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up with mash for example yeah. right completely off uh, star trek but or star wars is that or even in star trek for that matter I grew up with both of them as people died off if you will in in the series mm-hmm. or in the series of movies yeah then you kind of a piece of you died with them yeah if not it was a couple of things either the acting was bad the writing was bad or the story the, the getting directing yeah. was bad and the 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 passing of that particular character wasn't pulled off very well um i remember one of the star trek movies that had come out first one was pretty good it was very unique and mm-hmm. and whatnot then they came out with the uh, search of spock or something mm-hmm. or other, a couple of different ones then they went to this one called undiscovered country that was directed by William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Bill. And and it was terrible. <laughs> the acting was bad. Yeah. The cinematography in it was mm-hmm. bad. And, and the previous two, if I'm not mistaken, had been directed by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Well, the next release of the next Star Trek movie, guess who backed out of it and who got back into it? And the movie got better. So, so it does make a difference for the consumer mm-hmm. of the entertainment. Right. Yeah. Even if you listen to a good musical piece, right? When you go to a live musical concert or something or other, if the band doesn't pull it off well, but it's also a combination of special effects or whatever else is going on the stage, lighting and all that kind of stuff, sound, if it's not done well, it's terrible. And and to give like more more stuff about all the star Wars stuff. I feel like each trilogy brought something different and I, you know, I'll admit the prequels, they did not bring the best acting capabilities, but during that time they brought in all the 3d effects and stuff. Um, the old ones surprisingly for its time, it's still pretty good. I mean, obviously like any starship flying through space is going to look kind of weird because you can obviously that somebody was just, the just taking a toy and just doing a simple effect instead of this nice uh, Star Wars actiony stuff. But I feel like each set of Star Wars, each set of trilogy, brought something to the table that was never done before. And I think that's why Star Wars is still like a pop cultural cult. To where, like for example, at any point back in the seventies, was there a storyline in any movie where? the father was the villain like like hey oh that's my dad he's the actual villain was that ever something to where like 
that that's ever been done before in any movie probably and i can't think of any off the top of my head i want this probably in a western of some kind it's it's a possibility but the thing but the thing is like that was a huge upset to where you know now because then you start hearing like mark hamill and some of the other crew that it was all the the secret was kept to from everybody except for three people and that was george lucas mark hamill and um uh, I forgot the other guy's name. I think he was. I think he was the director or the producer, but um, they were the only ones that knew about it. So when the time came to do that scene, everybody in the crew was shocked on the story that just happened. Um, they also had the destruction of a Death Star. Uh, they also had a Death Star. They had a super weapon that could destroy planets. Um, so that was the old stuff. The prequels, uh, I feel like brought more volume into the fighting aspect. So you got to see the actual starship fighting each other. You got to see this huge space battle in the third one. On the second one, it was an army of Jedis and a clone army on a desert planet fighting. That was pretty cool. As a kid, when I watched it, that was pretty cool. Right. The first one also had the amazing like everyone loved this villain so you got to give credit some credits to the prequel darth maul the mm-hmm. coolest sith everyone loved about him like two like two double-bladed lightsabers fighting qui-gon jinn and obi-wan kenobi and doing all those cool fighting tricks i mean that was cool so those those were that and then these new ones brought the nostalgia of of all the old characters and having something just raw and powerful, and then bring kind of bringing everything together to this one big ultimate thing. Another thing that I thought was cool, and I don't think it's been done, I haven't seen it, is when on the second one of that was when they were trying to escape, but they couldn't, they, they needed to have some sort of diversion, so they had somebody stay behind and hyperspeed through uh, their fleet. That in a move in a theater experience, you uh, for anyone that's that's ever been to that movie in a Star Wars uh, opening night with every other person that likes to watch Star Wars. Like when we saw it, uh, as soon as like you as soon as like you hear that countdown one, everything went goes silent. You could hear nothing pretty much because space was pretty much nothing and then you just see this flash of light and just destruction then there is like the follow-up sound of pure chaos and you could hear like everyone in in the silence like wow like because i'm pretty sure people have thought like i wonder what it would like they always talk about like not to run in making sure they have a clear route before going to hyperspace and now you know what it looks like in case you know you, you do something wrong or even when Han Solo's like, well, we need to go into hyperspace. Well, won't they catch us in our radar? Not if we do it the last second before we land into the snowy planet. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that was pretty cool. I think that's why people underestimate, like, I think Star Wars brings up a whole bunch of, like, possibilities on what the world has already been brought and what its stuff would look like. Um, and then plus, like, a planet that's also a Death Star, but bigger and it can just bring total destruction to any galaxy there is something scarier than a death star 
that I found. What is it? It is the Red Matter. Red Matter. That's in Star Trek, though. It isn't is it? in Star Trek. Because <laughs> <laughs> all they used was a little drop, and if you ignite that, it creates a black hole. Mm-hmm. That's how Vulcan was destroyed. So, yeah, Death Star. <laughs> this title is Star Trek oh. or Star Wars. Oh my gosh, it's got Star something. Oh gosh, Star crossed. No, different movie. Um, um, yeah. But no, that. Anyways, that that's my whole spiel on why. I'm satisfied with the stories that they came out with the new ones. I know a lot of people didn't like the last one. I for sure didn't like how it ended by someone uh, dying. Um, but um, and but take it take it is what it is. Um, and I, and and people will probably def- like try and critique us. Like, well, the well um, the direct who is the director J um, J J Abrams. Abrams, am I saying that right? Maybe for the newer Star Trek. No, for the Star Wars, he directed. Star Wars. He, I mean. he directed for the for two of them. For the last two. He he's there was an article saying that he didn't like the way that the last one ended, and people will try and use that to justify why the last one was terrible. However, you got to also think a lot of these writers and people working on it. I'm hoping Disney didn't put a foot down, but I. Uh, you would imagine all these writers would would try and keep the Star Wars story legacy alive on how George would want it to be. Right. And I'm sure George didn't like the way that was handled either. But it's now a Disney thing. So Disney's going to basically just run it dry. It makes it difficult because look how many of the other universe movies, DC, Marvel, they keep somebody keeps thinking they can make a better movie a better superman a better spider-man right, right? so everybody keeps recreating and reproducing pick pick yeah. one there's so what's many gonna, of what's going to be been, the next uh, movie franchises basically and there's well there's some new ones that are coming out but i i prefer um one of the paths i wanted to go down here was the saga mm-hmm. if you will and so nine movies put together over many years span the star star wars They've done a good job. In general, they've done a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, forget toys and all that stuff. I'm talking about storyline, content, in in a, a, over a long period of time from 78 to last year. Yeah. That's uh, 40 years, whatever. That's that's pretty good. To yeah. 40, 50 years to, to, to keep a storyline going. And not many others have done that. Some of the other saga favorites that I have mm-hmm. is, and I didn't, I didn't fall into it at first. It took me a, a while. I think it was actually a couple of years behind on Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because people were talking about, it's funny, they were talking about it in Sunday school. They'd come in and, and before we would get started, somebody started talking about it. One of the ladies actually had an elfin necklace. Yeah pendant just like the, which are very hard to find now girlfriend of uh aragorn yeah and and it's like what are you talking about i yeah. i didn't know i wasn't because yeah. it wasn't following it yeah, it yeah. wasn't on my radar and then once i started to watch it the majestic aspect of the way the film was created 
mm-hmm. and the cinematography, even though a lot of it had some special effects to create the crowds of people and orcs and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, was phenomenal yeah. because somebody spent a lot of money flying helicopters around, doing some fantastic filming of mountain scenes and things like that. It was added, added a lot of credibility to the cinematography well, and there's also still like a big cult even though they're done with the hobbits and lord of the rings and now they're even talking about doing didn't you mention that some there was somebody doing like maybe a tv series or something yeah, like that maybe but and i wasn't hit and so that when the hobbit movies came out i don't think they were as good as lord of the rings movies well i will say i will say visual effect uh wise no it's cinematography like I think it was just about the same, the feel of it, but I would agree with you. Something was missing yeah. and I can't tell. It's, it's almost like they didn't have the budget to spend on the movie. So they did the best they could. Um, Star Trek has done a really good job with, so again, we had a TV series that first of all, did not have a following when it first came out, was almost canceled, The but it stayed popular for a while. They touched on a lot of very, um, touchy race and ethnicity topics and things mm-hmm. with the TV shows. If, if anybody ever watches the old TV shows, they, they did a really good job approaching things like race. Yeah. Right. Even though it was other races, they even, uh, there was a, um, episode where one guy was black on one side of his face and white on the other side of his face and his other character or a sister planet or something or other that the other guy was from his colors were opposite like yeah. instead of being white on the left side of his face and black on the right he was Depending the other way around was right so it's like well they guys look the same you know like well, and then start and star trek also has like this like you said it started with nothing and then eventually people have caught on then these those movies came out that you you saw and then they're still kind of the creating newer, the stuff. newer movies starting yeah. with a new star trek movie that um changed the history which was very intelligent on whoever did that because it allows them to rewrite the stories using yeah. pieces of the past movies and stories that took place yeah. and working them into current and, history and because it's a different time and now line, they have right? an, a different or they're still coming they're still coming out with Star Trek TV shows which that new one that's out I don't know if that's There's one in, that was it CBS streaming yeah, or something, something or other like and I, that. yeah and I haven't been able to watch it cuz I don't have that but but that that's a good saga Harry Potter is another is another one that keep that will continue to go until JK Rowling has nothing else to offer but she's probably used doing the same tactic as Lucas is doing or was doing um however they're going to continue that on um whatever movie sagas have been out there. i wouldn't say these are sagas but i would say anything marvel marvel uh, I would agree with marvel that. avengers related right. because that that those play unique roles to they did a whoever got was in charge i think i know who it is but they did a phenomenal job of telling the individual stories and then somehow like 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 a musician's like and we have the avengers and now it's like 
everything related to the Avengers and within those group, they've created these phases to somehow connect all these worlds together Mm -hmm. to make it like, oh, here's a new hero. You know, they're already coming out with Black Widow that's coming out here soon. And soon as in next year, ladies and gentlemen. And they've created a good story, background story for these. Uh, unfortunately, DC hasn't caught up with that yet. I think right. they're still in the working, but Marvel has done a phenomenal job of making this universe that their 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 Marvel universe just makes marvelous, marvelous. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's really <laughs> nothing else to explain it. I, I agree, and, and I enjoy it. It's one of those. It's funny that these sagas that we were talking about, we actually have the either VHS, mm-hmm. DVD, or Blu-ray, or whatever, of most of these. And it's because, at least Kenny and I, enjoy re-watching these because there's things that you can pick up that you didn't get before. I will still, I still love, like, watching, like you said, Iron Man. I still like watching through that. I like bringing it forward and and finding the, the you've actually helped me understand some of it, and some of it I had to do some, like yeah timeline researches on my own yeah. to find out what's going on mm-hmm. with the characters and how they play together mm-hmm. but when they did these last couple of movies mm-hmm. uh, it really made it much more enjoyable but i still like watching them over and over again yeah that's not for those that are out there it's not like i do this every week it's like we go through these phases like hey you know about eight months ago we haven't watched lord of the rings or something brother we'll we'll do that or maybe around the holidays we'll pick up something and that's the other thing too these sagas are rewatchable, and i think that's that's why they continue to have this cult because they've been done incredibly well and i'll we'll say this about harry potter i read all the books there's a lot and people will complain about it there's a lot of stuff the movies could not get into as far as what the book was portraying you can as. never i've never and seen you can't a movie get all, and i understand that you can't yeah. get everything from a book like for one of the things that i wish they would have introduced but i understand why they didn't was this was this uh, a ghost that was pretty much a prankster to everything including his own ghost yeah. and there was one time that harry was like in a real situation going to die and and he knew that that ghost would do something to get him caught but instead the ghost kind of kind of like did something different and unique and actually helped him even though he knew that harry was in one of those places where like man i could prank you so hard right now and that was a cr- critical moment they just never they never really introduced that character and he was mentioned throughout the whole book series it's hard because you have two and a half hours three hours to to squeeze in a book i found that out when i first read the book jaws yeah there's so much in the book that's not in the movie but 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 now but they've done a great job of portraying a movie like cinema in, in in movie in film form like jaws is a classic to watch now it is but the like like you just said about harry potter there's so much content right there was an affair going on with the but if you took the book but if you took the book aspect out of it like as as the movie series for harry potter it's actually very enjoyable to watch like i would watch all the time and you get connected with the characters 
Um, and I think that's one of the unique things about Harry Potter is that you get deeply involved into these characters, especially when it's like a fantasy world like wizards and how it all portrays with the real world, which was ingenious. And uh, you kind of just develop a relate. You go along the tr- the road with with these characters and you want to see how they're going to portray or go to the next level or get out of this or and then you start. Um, and that's where you see all these all these cults or these groups that are they would dress up and like, well, I'm Severus Snape, even though he was sort of like a double agent or whatever. And but anyway, but my point is they did a good job with the Harry Potter, even though it's from books. Most movies that are from books don't do well, especially when they try to make it a saga. However, if you do it right, if you get the feeling of how readers would feel it while they were reading it, if you can get that, um, if you can somehow grasp a hold of that and put that in the film, then you're going to have less critique about like, well, they didn't have... Well, we didn't have this in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be ha- having less of that and more on like enjoying right. the story aspect of right. it. So I, I tell you another great saga. I know we're getting close to time here. <laughs> is the most recent is not science fiction. It's I don't know present fiction. Yeah, is the James Bond series oh, of movies yeah. with Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. So. Albert Broccoli's daughter, I think, has had a big influence on this in in retelling the James Bond life story. Mm-hmm. It, they they kind of picked away at it in the early years mm-hmm. of James Bond when they first start out in yeah. the, one of the early movies where he got married. Yeah, but but we've not we've seen the goofy James Bond and yeah, the, we have. He always has funny things to say and and that's cool Mm because daniel craig does that too yeah but the the action again and the cinematography and the writing and Mm -hmm. the acting in these last series of james bond movies uh, since casino royale have been phenomenal yeah oh yeah and of course so disappointed this year's delay of the release now has been pushed to next year yeah we were so ready for what was it april that was going to be released yeah but so it's very important that everybody knows that the force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Is that from Obi-Wan? Yes, it is. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the force. Say that again. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. <laughs> Wonder who said that. <laughs> well, We're having fun with a few special effects. So. Yeah, I got this new toy that lets me do a whole bunch of stuff, and then sometimes I can do this. Oh, that's even better. I like it. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll do a whole podcast just like this. We could sometime, maybe when it's really past. Uh, for those of you that are in Tennessee, um, we are um, going to have our first live show. Live. Do you want the, you want the effects? For no. <laughs> um, uh, it's going to be in Murfreesboro. No. Las Casas. Las Casas, Tennessee, at a place called 
memories. What is it? Memories. <laughs> Tennessee memories. Sorry. You've been there. I know. I know. I uh, we will be at a place called Tennessee memories. Um, uh, and we're going to start at five o'clock. Um, we're going to try and, uh, record this live so we can, um, present this on every platform and maybe our future YouTube to see the live version. But we're going to have some fun. We're just going to be playing games, cornhole, um, maybe watch a movie. I'm not, not really sure. Not while we're podcasting. No. Um, but if you're in the area, come out. Um, and just, again, just Google search uh, Tennessee Memories. You'll find the address there. Um, we'll have some more information with our post probably. Right? Yeah, I'll try and put put in more, more information. About the event. Um, if you guys have any questions on what we talked about or just want to say hi to us in general uh go to www.kenscrew.com uh there you'll find all of our social media you can follow us there uh we'll continue to post stuff our podcast is on mostly every platform so uh, apple spotify google uh podbean podbean uh, and some other ones that i can't think of right now but it's all on our website you can find us there um and again we're trying we'll we're kind of back on track and we're hoping to continue this and hopefully release some YouTube videos of playing video games and we monologuing. We have a variety of things. And if you have, again, if you have suggestions, you want to hear us speak on a topic of just stuff about a topic, uh, send it in to us. We'd be happy to take that topic up and give our expert or non-expert device and uh, we'll see you next time this is ken i'm kenny (laughs) see you later see you later